Welcome to The Sears Show. Join us as we explore medicine, health, mental health, mindset, and fitness, guided by lifelong seeker of knowledge, Sifu Raphael. He will lead us on a transformative journey with groundbreaking insights and extraordinary guests from around the world. Together, we'll dive into the latest holistic approaches to well-being and the profound connections between mind, body, and soul. Sifu Raphael's expertise in positive thinking, resilience, and personal growth will inspire you to reach new heights. Get ready for the Sears show. It's time to embrace a brighter, healthier, and more empowered future. There we are. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today is going to be an exceptional day. I have an amazing, amazing guest with me today. Let me go ahead and bring him on, Derek Johnson. Derek, how are you, my friend? How's everything going today? I'm doing great this morning. How are you feeling, Sifu? I'm feeling exceptional. Every day I get better by just a tiny little bit. And when I tell my clients or my members or anybody who is even listening, they're like, really, you can get better every day? I said, yes, you should have seen me yesterday. I was terrible yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. 1%, minimum 1%. And then we feel good going to bed. Yeah. Even if it's half a percent, hey, I'll take it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a, a great topic today is how to deal or even react to any situation. And, uh, you know, I want to take you, you, get your take on it. But first, I want to, I want to thank you for being, you know, a service person who has taken time away from your life to protect our country. So thank you. Thank you for that. I truly I am honored. It. Thank you. Thank you. So let's, let's get your take on what does it mean to and how do we react to situations that may arise, whether they're in our control or out of our control? That's a great question. So I always like to begin with, what is my reaction going to be? And am I giving everyone the reaction that they expect? Mm -hmm. They expect as in we can start with family. If you have that certain family member that always spoke to you in a condescending negative way, mm -hmm. maybe they do love you. Maybe that's just the way that they communicate. Some cultures and ethnicities are different. But with that being said, is if from the ages of seven to 15, you always had a certain reaction. Some family members still speak to you as if you're between that age group. Yes. And then like when you come home from college, from work, for the holidays, visit a certain family member, you can just sense the elephant and the tension in the room. Mm. So that example, a lot of people can relate to. So before they get out of their vehicle and walk to the house or whatever the location is, is asking themselves, am I going to, am I going to give them the reaction that they expect? They used to expect me to argue, yell, break down, storm out of the room, 
get really quiet and get reclusive, whatever the reaction used to be, making sure that you're not given the reaction that they're expecting. Because some people, they're just looking to poke the bear and they want a reaction out of you. So just first pausing and it's way harder than <laughs> just talking about it until you do it many times. It's just like training a muscle. But once you can just simply pause and say, how am I going to react to this situation when it comes to family, when it comes to the boss that, that is maybe micromanaging or that manager, when it comes to dealing with people in the general public, yes, things are going to piss us off. Yes, things are going to be challenging. Yes, things will happen. But when we can harness and just pause for a moment and breathe and say, how am I going to react to this? Yes, we can feel those negative emotions, but not giving people what they expect is powerful. And it's always been interesting to me to watch the general public and just see who reacts to what. And you can usually sense who's going to be the calmest in a situation by their body language and just the way that they have their presence. And then the other person that's really loud and talkative and all over the place, like teach their own, but they're usually the ones that are overly dramatic in public and they might embarrass themselves. So going back to your question is pausing, breathing and saying, how am I going to respond to this? And will I allow this person to have control of me and my reaction to said situation? I, I love the way you took us from the way I used to react to I've grown up a little bit, right? Because when yes. we were kids, we used to get mad. We didn't understand. So a lot of times people react because of fear of yes. knowledge. Maybe they don't know what's going on and they just, this is how they know how to do, they throw a temper tantrum. Like they, when they were two years old, right? We just, exactly. we didn't get our way. So we, we reacted, you know, one of the things that, and I love that you brought that up because we do change. And, and that's what we talked about even in the beginning when we said we improve a little bit, right? So yes. our communication skills should improve. If you still talk the same way when you were 10 years old and you're 38 years old, there's some growth that needs to happen, right? Yes, <laughs> for sure. Because too many people carry that with them into every relationship, mm -hmm. friendship, the professional environment, work environment, and then they just react to everything all day. They react to social media. They mm -hmm. react to the guy that cut them off in traffic. Mm -hmm. Yes, it might be a 10-second interaction, but they carry that anger the rest of the day. And in the afternoon, they're like, you won't believe that guy that cut me off this morning. And it's like, that was seven hours ago. And it was a 10 second iteration. <laughs> yes, I'd be pissed off too. But like, you're going to let that guy or that woman, whoever it was, control your entire day and your entire attitude. Mm -hmm. And then it's very common for people to carry that with them. And then they take that home. They're at the dinner table with their loved ones. They can feel that energy. Nobody wants to be around them. And if they really zoom out and say, what got me into the situation? The guy in traffic? this, this, that, whatever it was. And it's like, wow, we're giving these people power and control over us. So I think is Confucius or another philosopher that has a quote that says, whoever you allow to make you angry has control over you. They are your master. Mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing it, but it's something along those lines. And it always stood out to me. And going back to childhood, I was that <laughs> person who the master was the parents and I would give them that reaction, that aggression, that yelling and all that. And just to zoom back and to see your growth within and you're like, wow, I used to react this way with this family member or in the military, whatever it was. But not giving people what they expect has been one of the most powerful things that I've done for myself, my friends and clients, where we're all just more 
calm and controlled. Mm -hmm. Yes, we still get emotional. Yes, we still might have internal outbursts. We're human. But as long as we can control that reaction, we can control the situation, excuse me, and the outcome much more. Yeah, yeah. You know, know, I, I love I love everything you've been talking about. And it brought me back when you talked about childhood and how you were that person. I don't think most people would be able to react to me if I acted the way when I was a child. Because when I had a temper tantrum, I used to bang my head on the wall. Can you imagine if I'm in a meeting and all of a sudden somebody angers me and I just go to the wall and start banging my head into the wall. How would people react? It wouldn't yeah, be cool. Just, they just think you're on a ton of drugs and I'm like, all right, we yeah. got to get out of here. But you know, it, it's, it's very interesting because, and, and I guess that's why I'm thick headed, if you will, because I literally, and I'm Colombian. It was in Colombia that I did this and the walls were not built out of sheetrock like they are here. They were solid concrete walls. And I used to bang my head in the wall. I never bled. I never got hurt. So we think, right? So, (laughs) and what my family wound up doing after many, many years of me doing this is they actually held me down in the courtyard and they poured buckets and buckets of cold water over me. Wow. And no matter how much I screamed, they just kept me there. They held me down, kept one after the other. I thought I was going to drown standing, right? Yes. And then they just, they did it for such a long time. I can't even recall how long it was. Then they let go of me and they left. They left me to myself. And I was, I was crying. I went because it was out, outdoors. I, I went, it was an indoor outdoor courtyard. And I okay. went behind a couch and I cried myself. And I never did it again. Because Powerful. they left me to myself to understand what did I do, why? But you know what? The most, I think the most powerful thing there was the cold water. So now I yes. take cold showers every day. <laughs> Good, awesome. And it's, it's but, amazing but what, how those things can be ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. Me taking a cold shower has a whole different meaning than you. We flash yeah. back to a memory and it's amazing what that can do to you. So, you know, the other thing I believe is how we handle a new situation is how do we show up to that situation, even if it's unexpected, right? So I, I come open-hearted. So I come without judgment. And, yes. and you talked about, you know, your uncle or whoever that, you know, they, they, they've treated you certain ways. And the, the way you, you calmly come into the situation. And, and you also, I believe, we need to learn to forgive because that forgiveness is because it's we've grown, we've adapted. We know that exactly. they may talk to us that way, but we know they love us. So let's not take the negativity, but take the positivity out of every situation. And even if you come and you start yelling and cursing at me, I'm like, somehow you must love me. <laughs> yeah, <Right? laughs> exactly. And honestly, a lot of people are just projecting. And when mm-hmm. people can see that, that they can pause for a moment with their reaction, but see that sometimes those people are going through their own things. They're facing their own demons. Maybe they're not happy with themselves. But when somebody can truly take care of themselves and put ourselves first. So an example, mm-hmm. morning routine, 
this morning, like here at 645, I worked out, I walked my dog, hydrated, I'm calm, I'm excited about the day, and I'm just going to be flowing all day. Mm. Not everyone does that. I highly recommend the morning routine. And it's something so basic, but people, they over they overlook it because they stay in bed, they hit snooze five times, anxiety goes up, I'm late, I'm dehydrated, I drank this coffee, my heart rate's up because I'm dehydrated. And then it's like, they're stacking all this stuff. And then the reaction, they're reactive all day long. So if and when anything happens, it's like the icing on the cake. And they just either explode or they implode. Mm. But if they really zoom out, they're like, I didn't control my morning. So everyone in the world had control of me. So when anything happens, they'll blow it out of proportion. But it's usually stems from them not utilizing their own morning routine or just harnessing their own energy and taking care of themselves because they feel like they're pulled in all directions and everything is in a reactive state in the morning, throughout the day. But if they really just look at it and say, how long have I owned my mornings? Like that first 30 minutes or first hour of the morning, how consistent have I been on that? One day a week, two years straight, whatever it is, or hasn't been in years since they play sports. But if they can look at that, that usually is one of the basis of why people react so much because they don't have control of themselves. They haven't been consistent with exercise, with their mentality, with their faith, whatever their self-development routine is. But when they lack that, they're going to lack their reactions and responses to situations and people. So I would always zoom out for a second and ask ourselves, pushing pride and ego away and saying, have I been taking care of me mm. or has the world just been controlling me? And I'm just looking at it in a negative way because uh, there's a quote. One of my favorite quotes is the world is not as it is. The world is as you are. The world is not as it is. The world is as you are. So if we are calm, collected in control of our energy, we see nothing but opportunities positive people, good outlook. But if we don't have control, then we watch the media and we, we're just going to be reactive to everything. The world sucks. Oh, it's Wednesday. <laughs> I'm so ready for Saturday. And it's whole different views. So it's always been interesting to me to like just people watch and zoom out and be in neutral. And it makes a lot of sense where nowadays I see that people overcomplicate things because there's so much information overload on these devices. They scroll, mm -hmm. he's saying this and where it's just like, Let's just pause and go back to the basics. Do I own my routine? Do I consistently spend time in nature? Like on my walk earlier, it started raining and my dog was laughing like and smiling and I was just laughing and it felt good. It was therapeutic. It wasn't mm. storming. It was just light drizzle. We came home. We were excited. We played and it was just funny. Like a 15 minute walk just felt good and it was therapeutic. So going back to the people is like, have they had those interactions, feeling nature and just being present, taking care of themselves and then they'll show up better. Mm -hmm. you, you know, when we consider you have a morning routine, I have a morning routine. It's it's incredible how many people don't. It's incredible to me how you talked about growing, getting better, doing things for yourself, being calm, taking your ego out of it. There's so many people who don't do anything. Their, exactly. their morning routine is oh, complain, first thing. Oh, this hurts, that hurts. And then, oh, this coffee doesn't taste as good as it should be or my breakfast. So the first thing is they do, they pick up their phone or, you know, they, oh, I got to go to work. No, I get to go to work. I get to, listen, for me, one of the first things, this morning I was up, I usually get up between 4, 4.30, I was up half hour before my, my alarm. I don't know why I put alarms on, but I, I was up anyway. So 
the first thing when I when I notice I'm up, I'm up, first thing I go through is my gratitude. I do my prayers. I am, listen, I am the most luckiest person in the world. Why? I'm alive. Wow. Thank exactly. God. I'm alive. I can move my fingers. I can move my toes. I can actually get out of bed. I don't take any medications. I never have my whole life. Why? Because my actions reflect my todays and my tomorrows. What I've done 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, yesterday is going to help my today. So oh, every yes. day, every day when I take on an action, is it serving me? Because before I can help you, I need to help me. Always me first. And it's not being selfish. It's the more me I can take care of, the more of you I can take care of. So in order for me to help many people, I have to come first. I, I totally agree with that. And society sees when you put yourself first, they see it as selfish. And the whole view of it is skewed where it's like, no, it actually makes you selfless when mm. you show up better your energy, vibration, aura, whatever someone wants to call it, you're just emanating good energy and you're positively affecting people instead of negatively infecting them. And people can just sense that the way somebody carries themselves. It doesn't matter if they're four foot one or six foot five, like they just carry themselves in a presence and you're like, wow, he or she is on point. They're focused or driven. They haven't even said a word. They're just like, mm. they have this look in their eye where I love seeing that in public when you're like, yes, that's rare to see because most people are like this or they're just stuck in their phone. And then you got to like hold them so they don't get hit by a car because they're not even looking across the street. <laughs> so people are just like in la la land. But yeah. it's funny. It's sad and it's scary all in one because most people are never actually present in the moment and don't don't really notice what they're doing. Everything is on autopilot and it's usually an autopilot in a negative way and it's not serving them where if they can just snap out of whatever routine they're in and just realize that these devices, these negative thoughts, these intrusive thoughts, all these things control them and how they act but if they can go back to the basics of harnessing their morning routine and working on those things i would always challenge people just to do two things one for the body one for the mind the body could be a walk a run hit the weights at the gym whatever their preference is and then for the mind prayer meditation or visualization all three work but if we just first move the body a little bit and open our by excuse me open our mind first we can flow and then going back to what you said is that gratitude. It's absolutely right that people wake up and first complain where it's just like, come on, we have the air conditioning on. We have this. We have copious amounts of food in the fridge. You have all this stuff to be grateful for. Somebody else would literally kill to be in your situation. So sometimes we just got to zoom out and humble ourselves and say, you know what? Life is not that hard. What are we complaining about? Slow Wi-Fi, traffic, small things where we just add up to small things. But it's just all about perspective, where it's awesome to see people that have a positive outlook on the world and that are able to positively affect people. Mm. And then on the flip side, you realize how many people need help to just snap out of it, where they're just like on a timeless loop of just bad energy. And it's, it's sad to see, but the good thing is that more people are starting to be more aware where they're like, wow, I'm drawing the line. I'm no longer going to allow myself to do X, Y, Z. And those are powerful moments when people are like, I'm no longer living this way. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Derek, uh, I I think that a lot of people listening to this show, even if they hit the replay, 
probably want to know how to get in touch with you. So when you have a second in the private chat on the right, just put your contact information where your website, wherever, so that okay. people can get uh, in touch with you because you're speaking so much about how we need to show up. But the, the most important thing is everything you've spoken about seems like you teach it, you live it. You are, you know, a lot of people teach things, but they don't do it. You, you, exactly. I can tell you live what you're teaching. It, it's part of who you are. It's just embedded in you. And I appreciate that. That's why I'm excited that you're on the show today. Thank you so much for taking the time. For me, it. It, it's it's connections, right? It's connections. It's how can I help somebody? And when I show up to a situation, let's say something really tragic has happened. Most people just, they want to stop and they want to, because they're curious as to how horrible it is instead of, yes curious as to how can I be of help? Most people, they see two people fighting. Instead of trying to break it up, they pull their phones out because, hey, I can put it on my social media. Or if they see somebody really hurt or somebody even robbing somebody, instead of trying to help, they pull their phone out and exactly. they just, oh, I got this on video. Cool for me. Meanwhile, they didn't do anything to assist another human being. Because in this world, we need connections. But I also believe that we need to be connected for real, not, not yes. to your social media only. Yes, exactly. I, I made a post earlier about being more intentional about our social media, as in meeting people or, excuse me, following pages that inspire you, motivate you, make you smile, make you laugh, building real relationships, literally just mm. bringing the social aspect back to social media instead of just the attention or the monotonous and realizing the power that's in our hands. I mean, even the only reason we're here today is because of a social media platform and other platforms and emails and all that. It's like you can get connected with the right people, have quality conversations and flip the whole script where you don't see it in social media in a negative way. And you're utilizing it more so to build relationships and to learn and to communicate and all that. So I always tell people like, the device in your hand will either elevate your life or keep you stuck in an endless loop mm. because most people, they just don't have control of their attention because everything and everyone wants their attention, whether it's in a positive way or negative way, but the media, people on social media, the ads that we see, whatever it is, everybody wants your attention, your kids, your dogs, everything and everyone. So asking that person, do you have control of your attention or are they just reactionary all day? Mm. So just tapping out of that, really zooming out to say, wow, do I do this mindless loop of scrolling and like doing a cycle of tapping these apps or am I intentionally opening it? So like I'll use an example when I'm on my break between coaching calls or whatever I'm doing, I'll say, you know what? Now I'm going to go on YouTube and just watch some funny videos for 10 minutes, tap out, or I'm going to go on a walk and be intentional. Or when I open up this app, I'm going to check on people or be inspired by this page that has beautiful homes, whatever it is. But mm. if you're more intentional about the smallest things that you do, you'll have way more power because everything just literally just go, goes back to the basics where we don't have to overcomplicate it and say, my situation, nobody will understand it. And it's really sad to see how common that is where people feel alone. But if they start to have real conversations with people, they realize that so many people relate to them 
maybe not in the exact way, but in a similar way where it goes back to what you said, building those relationships and just communicating with people mm-hmm. where that one conversation can change your life or theirs. We've all had a moment or a day where we were angry, we were sad, and somebody approached us in the grocery store at a gas station, just maybe said one thing, gave us a compliment. Hey, nice shirt. Or they just ask us why we chose this drink over that drink in the checkout line. And you have a conversation and they start telling you about the grandma and they used to make that drink. And like you had a moment, you go back to your car and you're like, I don't even know how they approached me. I was pissed off today or really in a low place, but they made your day and we, we can do that more for others. So talking to strangers, the opposite of what we hear when we're children. But nowadays <laughs> we can just have solid conversations with people. It's so rare because nowadays when people get around each other is they just look at their phone because they have social anxiety and they get scared. Mm. So like here in our building, we have an elevator and just a ton of people that live in this building. And so any elevator I'm in, whether it's here at the airport or wherever, I'll always like say something to somebody. I'll crack a joke or I'll just like do this thing, acting like the elevator's moving and to just make them laugh or make them yeah. jump. But I just have to break the ice. I hate mm. that uncomfortableness where everybody starts looking at their phone because we're all fumbling and nervous. I always like to kill that energy and just make somebody smile or like get them present in the moment. And it's interesting to see them shift where they're like, oh, wow, I haven't had a real conversation with somebody in a while or Mm -hmm. they're like just in their head. So I challenge people to do that. Just start with no intention to get a reaction is just to give kind gestures and kind compliments in public. Hey, nice shirt. Hey, why'd you choose this over that? Those Mm -hmm. small things can turn into a good conversation or simply make their day where you just get out of your head for a moment and just show up for others. Yeah, you, you know, a lot of times <laughs> I'm like you, right? And uh, I think you and I are very much alike because I will say something to someone or I will smile at them and they're so, they have a facade in front of them, right? And they'll be like stern and like they won't even smile back. And I'm like, hey, um, you know, have a great day. They're like, mm. You know, I'm like, okay, I guess do the best you can do. You know, one of the things is a smile doesn't cost you a thing, but it can make a world of difference to someone who maybe you don't know. Maybe they lost a a loved one, a pet. Maybe they got fired. Maybe they just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Here's the thing. If we can share a little bit of joy every day and if more people shared it we may we may change the world once mile at a time right oh yeah one one genuine nice gesture at a time a lot of people they always say hey can you do me a favor and most people respond sure what are you going to do for me like wait a minute yeah that's not a favor (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's not a favor so when we we encounter any situation and i've walked into well actually i've been called into situations you know i have a a, a large martial arts school and 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 one of the rooms i was teaching kung fu and the other room somebody was teaching kickboxing and they ran like crazy to me and because it's it's in a different room and then they said hey um can you come somebody's heart i'm like okay I, I, they, they said that they popped their shoulder out. I said, okay. And they expected me to run. I'm like, no, I'm calm. I walked over and I said, which shoulder? This one. I said, okay. I popped it out. I said, how's that feel? Move a little bit. Okay, good. All right, great. 
see you later. And they were like, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you run in there and, and handle the situation? I said, I did. First of all, I didn't want to make the person nervous that popped exactly. their shoulder out. I wanted to let them know that it's, it's going to be okay. So the way I reacted was different than what they expected. I've For broken, sure. uh, not I've broken, I, I fixed many broken noses because of, I teach martial arts, I teach yes, exactly. fighting, right? <laughs> yeah. And about a couple of, well, maybe like six, seven months ago, a young man doing a pull-up, he tried to do a muscle-up and he went up and on the way down, he did it, he went up. He didn't know how to come down, so he came down on top of the bar, broke his nose. There's blood uh, everywhere. So I just look, you know, I was I was about to enter the room and I see, I go, oh, so there's blood in here. I said, what happened? Because I, I didn't see it and he broke his nose. And then there's a girl there, she's hysterical. And I said, okay. I said, uh, let's throw your head back a little bit. Let me get a gold compress, a, a cold compress on your forehead and let's clean up this. And I said, looks like you have a broken nose. I can fix it, but because you're a minor, I need your mom's or your dad's consent. Where's yes. your mom? So we get mom on the phone. She, she rushes over. I said, I can fix it. No, no, no. I'm going to take him to the emergency room. Okay. So she takes him. It took her, this was like 8.30 at night. She didn't get home the next day till about 10 o'clock in the morning. They never fixed his nose. Now, they said, you have to take him to a specialist. She took him, First, she took him to one of these emergency places. Then she went to the yeah. emergency room. And then they're like, oh, you know, we, we don't want to mess things up. Later on, the dad, who's a fighter, and the kid still never got his nose fixed. So he's got a crooked nose now. And great kid just didn't understand how the exercise he was doing. Yes. His dad said, I wish you he would have called me because I know you and I would have told you to fix his nose. I said, okay. And then he goes, you now have my, if he ever breaks his nose again or anything else, you can do whatever you need to do. <laughs> yes. Because he knows how calm I am, how collected I am. And I will, I wouldn't have fixed his nose if it was not going to be good for him. So, yeah, exactly. but I also did not, I walked into a situation that I didn't act because it's not up to me. It was up to the parents. So sometimes we have to ask for permission yes. to interject, right? And even with when I, I popped that girl's shoulder back, I said, is it okay if I put your shoulder back in place? Yes. And she said, yes. But sometimes we have to ask for permission when we walk into a situation. Now, if somebody's, you know, passed out and they're not breathing, you can't, you can't yeah, ask sure. for permission, right? You have to do the right thing for them. But it, it's always about how we enter into a situation. Do we come calm, collected, or do we panic and freak out and maybe do the wrong thing? Oh, yeah, Exactly. I appreciate you sharing that experience and that right there shows the control of making the person who might be injured calm because if you go in there running they're going to think worse 
And then you're going to make them feel worse. Their heart rate goes up and everybody's panicking where mm. <laughs> I've had many of those experiences as well, where they're like, you're so calm in these situations. And they're thinking about the reaction of the person that's coming to help and the speed and all this. It's like, you guys are forgetting about the most important person in the room right now, which is the person on the floor. If all of us are up in arms and doing all this, they're going to think, oh, my God, it's 10 times worse. And then they could pass out. They could have a seizure. It could it could get much worse. But I've had many of those situations as well playing sports. Somebody would break their leg or break their arm and all those situations where it's like, all right, assess the situation. What are we going to do? Go from here. And then you notice that a lot of people, they freeze. They freeze mm -hmm. in panic. Other people run because they can't see blood or a broken bone. And then there's others that are very, very rare that are calm, collective, and they control it. And they can just guide people. Hey, you go over there and get that. Hey, you call this. or And then they control the situation. And then after the fact, they're like, wow, if you aren't here, all of us would have just froze up. And then, like you said earlier, you have the person that's just like taking pictures and videos <laughs> that's like, all right, you're useless right here. <laughs> Like at least the other person are, is giving them positive feedback and all that. They can't physically help, but this person over here is just causing a ruckus, posting on social media. Mm. But yes, yeah, so our reaction to those situations, the calmer the person and the individual, the more you can control that. And it's so interesting to see, even like in terms of if somebody has dogs, like I have a pit bull and some people, they see that breed and they're scared. Mm. And then their little dogs or chihuahuas, it's usually the small dogs that try to like bark at the big dogs. But usually like <laughs> those owners have zero control of those small dogs. Mm. And I'll just look at them calm. My body language is calm. My dog's not barking. She might do this little whimper, but that's it. And they, they, they're the ones that are looking all weird and I'm calm. Their dog is pulling all over the place, jumping on the leash or not on the leash. And I just pick my dog up. Just keep walking, just give mm. them the head nod and then kind of just give them that look like, hey, control your dog. <sighs> Years ago, I would have been like, hey, grab your freaking dog. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but <laughs> that doesn't always help because most people, they just don't have control of the situation. But if you can just react in a calm way, the animals will feel it. The kids will feel it. The person injured on the floor will feel it. And you control the situation more. And the people that were involved in it, they're going to reflect on it and say, wow, I didn't do anything or I overreacted. And then they see your calmness and are like, huh, I want some of that calmness. Like I need to show up to situations more like he did or like she did. So just being that example in those situations where people can see that calm and collective control the situation and people trust them more. But it's always been interesting for me to see. I like to think about the analogy of when you're on an airplane, if people have traveled and they've been on an airplane, they saw that drunk person on the plane who already drank at the bar before getting on the plane. And you can just tell her like, oh, it's going to be an interesting flight because mm. the guy's ranting, the guy's yelling at the stewardess or the flight attendants and all this causing a ruckus. Everybody in that moment is going to look around the plane to say, who's going to save the day? Who's going to save the day? And they can just sense the male and the female that have the calmest body language. They just give each other that head nod. And they're like, if we need to, we're going to put them in that chair, put them in the seatbelt, wrap them up and just let them be there. But it's always interesting. People are looking around. Some people are looking like really panicky. Some people are just taking videos and others. They're giving people that acknowledging look like, hey, if we need to, we'll apprehend him, put him down. So there's no bigger issue. But mm -hmm. it's always interesting to see people's feedback in those moments where we can just zoom out and say, who has control, who has zero control and who's just going to freeze or run? Yeah. You, you know, you, you bring up an extremely good point because th there's lots of commercials about don't drink and drive we should start a new one don't drink and fly 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> because it, it's almost incredible, and you're right, people are, they react, some people react very differently. Some people are very giddy and funny and loving when they're drunk, and then you have your bad drunks that are very violent. Meanwhile, yeah. if they were not drinking, they're sweetheart. They're, they're, they're big bear. They love to hug. The minute liquor hits them, it's it's like Jekyll and Hyde. It's like, what is yes. going on? Oh, so yeah. I'm wondering if if that probably should be the, the next wave of things that should not be allowed on an airplane, should not be allowed in the airport. Um, because exactly there are so many people who can't handle their liquor for sure and Can honestly imagine if, if you're one on of a the plane? biggest issues <laughs> oh yeah imagine you're on a plane let's say somebody's just so drunk that they turn around and throw up on you because they drank that much exactly who, who's liable right is it the the airplane who's who served them liquor is it the the restaurant at the airport because you have to be at the airport at least two hours before your plane oh yeah so where did you drink <laughs> exactly and you can't bring you can't bring more than what three ounces anyway yeah for sure right. i i totally agree with you and with that is that most people, they'll, they'll drink to overshadow some of their stress. They need to take the edge off or they're scared of heights. They're scared of planes where to each their own. Some drink to celebrate and right. not condoning what people do with their life. But in general is that it's usually just used as a coping mechanism mm -hmm. and whatever's internally happening will erupt from that. And so if people can just make better decisions in those situations and just know themselves, if you know yourself that you're going to react a certain way, drinking or doing this in public or how are you going to show up to this event or wherever, what can I control? If people can focus more on what they can control and their reactions, they'll feel like they can harness that energy much better to always be proud of the outcome. I like to think of an analogy and what I talk to my clients about a lot is at the end of each day, pretend that you have to watch a time loop video of yourself. Mm. Will you be proud of the person that you saw? So it's like a fast forwarded video. It's like, here you, here you went, you woke up, you walked to the fridge, you did that, you went to work. Like you just watched this video. Will you be proud of what you saw? And it's a yes or no. There's no in between. Right. So more so leaning towards how can I say yes more often? Mm -hmm. And people, everybody knows what they should and shouldn't do. But it's more so that everything is on autopilot. Autopilot that's drifting them away from their goals or autopilot where they're just so focused and driven heading towards their goals. But if they can start to zoom out and perspective hop, they can be less self-judgmental and just say, you know what? I need to tighten up. I need to do more of this or less of that. Let's really get serious about my life in this situation so I can show up better for others. So my reaction as well, so I can lead by example and just not be so reactive in everything. Because the calmest, most controlled people, they're always the best leaders. They can communicate better. They're better active listeners. They can read the room and say, all right, today... We might need to crack the, crack the whip in this meeting and get everybody hyped up. Okay, today we might just need to ask what is on everybody's mind. Like mm -hmm. the calmer that they are, the better they can assess the situation to read the room and show up better. On the flip side, the leader, quote unquote, or the manager or boss that doesn't take care of themselves, they just come in there pissed off. Oh, happy Monday, guys. Last week we didn't hit our numbers in this. And you're like, 
we're 30 seconds into a Monday meeting and you're ready. <laughs> you just ruined the whole morale for everybody. Right, but those right. are usually just people that they're not taking care of themselves and they're just, they're allowing their pride and ego to be in the way opposed to saying, what did I not give my team? Mm. Did I give them the tools? Do they need more training? What is it that they're missing? Starting off like that calm and just getting their feedback and then going from there. And then after the fact, then you can say, all right, guys, now let's meet our numbers. But you don't do that in the beginning. But all that stems back to the individual, male or female, that is a positive and empowered leader rather than the others who they just react to everything. Even if they are in a high position, nobody likes to work for that person. They're micromanaging. They're just so aggressive. Like it's unnecessary. But it has always interested me to see that reading the room and just being that positive example for others, showing up in the right way about taking care of yourself. And I truly believe it all starts with that morning routine. Do I put myself in a good headspace? Does my body feel good? Because I have control of what I consume, what I eat and drink, and what I put in here. Mm -hmm. So like, are they waking up watching the media? Are they listening to breakup songs at 6 a.m. driving to work, like half crying, like thinking about <laughs> the past? All these small things matter. So what are they allowing into their minds and into their body? that's going to help harness that energy. Mm. So I, I, I'm listening to, to our whole conversation, even what I've said, what you've said. And if you just follow some of the things that we've said, you will be able to react to any situation and make it a positive outcome. One of the things I've always said is that there is a solution to every problem, no matter how big, because if you go back in history, because I believe in order to live in the present, you need to know the history. You need yes. to know what's happened, how people have handled things. I, I, I love problem solving because it's probably already been solved before, maybe differently. But if I study some history, how things have been handled, and I study the present. And then that's how I can set up for my future, for my tomorrows. Yes. But understanding all those things that no matter how big of a problem another person may have or I may have, there is a solution. It may take a little time. It may take a long time. But as long as we're diligent and we show up correctly, that we can handle any situation we can help someone else handle the situation even if it's not ours so thank oh, yeah. you for for everything you've been saying today it's been great i appreciate it thank you thank you so yeah i hope somebody can take away one of these golden nuggets that's what i refer to it as any podcast i listen to any book i read i'll just try to take one or two things away from it and utilize that so i can improve myself and just challenging that individual do i have the skill to push my pride and ego away or am I standing in my own way and I'm being younger version of Sifu? Am I hitting my head against the wall because I'm in my own way? <laughs> so making sure that you're not that person and just always improving, as you mentioned in the beginning, getting better every single day. And if people really zoom out, they see that is the basics and the smallest things that add up to the bigger picture of their entire life. Where nowadays people overcomplicate things or some of these gurus on the internet, they try to confuse everybody and make them feel like they have the secret. And they're like, oh my God, I can't figure this out. There's this new thing, this new thing, this new thing. It's like the basics. What time do you wake up? How's your morning routine? What do you eat? What do you drink? What are you consuming? Who do you allow in your life and in your space? Like 
all these things going back to the basics. Do you spend time in nature? Have you lacked on your faith? Have you lacked on your mental health? Just going back to just you taking care of you so you can show up better for others because people can sense that. And what you mentioned earlier, I love that you mentioned that some people, they just teach from theories or they just talk, but they don't live it. You can mm. sense that in somebody because just as kids, we do as we see, not as what somebody says. So if somebody can sense and see that we actually do these things, then it's different. They're like, wow, I really like how he or she does this. And they can start to emulate that in their own way, which just has a positive ripple effect. So I always ask people, are you positively affecting people with that ripple effect? Or are you negatively infecting them? Because mm -hmm. if you cuss that lady out at the store, she's going to be angry. She's going to take it out on her kids. Her kids are going to be pissed off. And it's just going to be one downward spiral that trickles and infects everyone. But in the mm -hmm. positive side, if you make that person's day in public, make them smile, laugh, motivate somebody, they're going to go higher in their vibration and energy. People around them are going to say, wow, you're showing up differently. And then everybody wants to level up. And that's the best thing to see because everybody's like, yes, let's all get better. They're excited about life. They have an energy where I just challenge people to do more of that. But it all starts with you. Mm. You know, uh, I love the ripple effect because imagine you're in traffic and you cut somebody off and you give them the finger. And then two months later, you go to a job interview and they recognize you. They're like, like hey, hey, you gave me the finger. No, I was telling you, you're number one. But it's, it's yeah. different, <laughs> right? Because that you can't get away from your actions because believe it or not, everyone is watching whether they have their smartphones out or they will mention you to someone and say, hey, I saw this person, that guy, Sifu Raphael, and he did this or he did that or he treated someone like this. That right there shows how small the world is. I've literally been in other places that I would never imagine someone would have seen me later yes. on they're like hey i heard you were in so 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 i'm like really that's pretty yeah. cool <laughs> you know and how did you know that oh my friend uh, met you wow cool and you, you guys you know you had a great conversation whatever it was right but so i'm always aware that my actions will either take me far or keep me in my place right? exactly and I'm looking to go far. 100%. Every day, my travels allow me to impact someone's life in a positive way because I can also impact them negatively. And like you said, you can impact a person in a great way or a negative way. So it's how you show up. And I think how you show up will let people know, hey, you know what? We can count on Derek. When exactly. he says he's going to be somewhere, boom, he is there. We can count on his actions. We can count on him. We can actually ask his advice because he doesn't just say, do what I say, not what I do, right? He actually does what he says. And so that makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people don't put their intentions with their actions exactly 
you know. a lot of things is just mindless and then just reactions just being reactive to the situation like after the fact it's always like ah oh, i should have done this better or i should have ate this this morning it's always after the fact where they reassess it so it's just like just pause for a moment and control what you're going to do in the morning or before that situation when you would normally erupt grab that bottle grab that thing whatever somebody's vice is and knowing do i turn into a good person after this or will <laughs> i regret this and have another year where i'm like oh i'm never drinking again and just have a repetitive cycle but being able to break those cycles and identifying and it all starts with having the power to push pride and ego aside because most people can't do that they can't sit with their own thoughts they're always trying to mask things or be so busy or mindlessly scroll because a thought is coming in. And all it is is the conscience is saying, hey, maybe you should lose 10 pounds. Hey, maybe you should start networking more. Hey, maybe we should work on our public speaking. Whatever it is, your conscience is already speaking to you. But most people, when they sense the conscience is saying something, they're like, uh, no, no, no. And then they run and they do whatever. And then that's why they're so react reactive, excuse me, so reactive to everything. But if they can just pause for a moment and say, you know what? I need to improve. What can I do? I need to put this down. I need to exchange this with that, which is more empowering and positive or healthy. And then I can positively affect people because if I'm not taking care of me, I'm going to bring that energy and you can only fake it for so long because people will see through it, especially if a moment arises, they might snap on everybody and they're like, whoa, I thought this person was totally different. Mm -hmm. So you can only hide for so long. It's, it's going right. to true colors <laughs> are going to show soon. So make sure that you're taking care of you because that energy is real. You, you don't have to fake it. And it's freeing and you realize that you use way less energy because that's just how you operate on a daily basis. So you don't have to play a certain character. Yeah, absolutely. Derek, we ran out of time. I, mean, I think you and I can keep going and going. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, exceptional show today. Thank you. Anybody who has watched it and if you think that you – there's a lot of, and I know there's a lot of value, but if you believe there's a lot of value, do me a favor, share the show with your friends, your colleagues, your family, especially your loved ones, and somebody who may need to change their ways, share this with them. Because some word, one word, one thought can change their day, can make it a better day. Derek, exactly. amazing, my friend. Thank you. I can't wait to have you on some of my other shows. Thank I you, know that you. you bring so much value, and I thank you so much. I appreciate it, Sifu. It was an honor being here. And I just want to leave people with the challenge is to become the man or woman that you'd be proud of and give them to the world. Become the man or woman that you'd be proud of and give them to the world. And whatever, whatever you got to do to do that, just make it happen because there's too much toxic negativity out here. You got to be that positive ripple effect. Mm -hmm. absolutely all right everybody have an amazing and exceptional rest of your day take care